Empire. Welcome to In the Clubhouse, and I'm your host, Richard. In this week's episode, you've heard this guest sing the national anthem at Nationals games, Washington football games, and Capitals games. If you guessed DC Washington, you're right. DC Washington has been a staple of the district sports scene for the past decade plus, thanks to his grandiose renditions of the Star Spangled Banner. During our conversation, DC and I talked about baseball, living in Washington, DC, singing, and so much more. So let's go into the clubhouse. DC Washington. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight. Hi, DC. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I really appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. Glad you asked. Yeah, so let's get right to it. Um, just kind of give us um, and you know, background of like how you started singing, um, where you're from, you know, just the, you know, the normal bio stuff. All right. I grew up in Arkansas, down in southeast Arkansas in the, in the, uh, the Delta, down in cotton and soybean country. And so that's where I started singing when I was a young lad in church and with my family. I'm the youngest of five. Uh, uh, grew up there in Arkansas my whole life. Went to the University of Central Arkansas for my undergraduate degree. I was a music major. I was a band geek. Didn't do a lot of singing until I got to college. Um, after co- graduating from college, I had an ROTC obligation, so I had to go in the Army for what I thought was going to be two years and turned into 22 years. And th- along the way, I got married. I had three kids and uh, spent 22 years in the Army. The Army brought me to the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I had been singing the anthem for different sort of uh, events uh, as part of just life. Uh, But uh, when I came here, I started singing for the Washington football team, uh, probably about almost 20 years ago now. Oh, wow. Uh, Probably even more than that. Probably more than that. Uh, um, And, uh, well, no, it's probably a little less than 20 years. I've been out of the Army for 21 years come this summer. So probably about 17, 18 years. And then when the Mets came to town, I uh, got hooked up with them and started singing for them and and uh, did the last two seasons at RFK. In fact, I did the very last game in RFK and uh, have been singing at the new stadium ever since. We'll get into talking about the Nats in a couple of minutes. Um, in your career, what, have, what was the most nerve-wracking performance that you've done? And do you have a bucket list? Um, if so, what are some of the events? Um, obviously, you can cross off the World Series on, on your list. So, uh, you know. Well, one of my bucket list uh, anthem uh, gigs was uh, singing for a NASCAR event. Cool. <laughs> but I scratched that off uh, two years ago. A guy who used to work with the Mets, with the, the Mets pack folks, uh, now does uh, works for the, the racetrack down in Richmond. And they invited me down to do a, a, a race car uh, event a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know. I, the most nerve-wracking? Um I don't know. I get nervous every time I sing. Uh-huh. Every time. 
<coughs> excuse me, uh, when I look at my watch, my pulse rate, my, my resting pulse rate goes up about three seconds before they announce me, before I stand before the mic. So um, I, I would think probably most people think probably the World Series, it was not as nerve wracking as as you might have thought. Um, I, I did a playoff game for the, for the Washington football team. Uh, that was not so nerve-wracking. But all of them are nerve-wracking in, in their own regard. But once I start singing and once I remember the words and get through <laughs> the very first sort of couple of phrases, then I'm okay. What is, like, some of the ways that you warm up uh, before performance? <laughs> I don't warm up. <laughs> I don't warm up <laughs> That's <at all>. great. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's sort of like I play, I play a little golf, and I'm not very good at it. But, and uh, whenever I play with people, they always want to know if I'm going to the driving range. And I say, I only have so many shots in me, so I don't waste them on the driving range. I only have so many notes in me, so I don't waste them warming up. So I don't, I don't do a lot of warming up, no. Uh, in fact, one uh, the most nerve-wracking, I'll tell you. Uh, I had a game at, the, at that stadium, and it was an after, it was a Sunday afternoon game. And I was singing at a church in Woodbridge, and it was their 150th anniversary. The governor was there. There were all kinds of big dignitaries there. And it just kept going on and on and on before the time I was supposed to sing. So I sang, and it was, uh, this is not an exaggeration, I want to say it was about, it was a one o'clock start, and it was 11.30 before I left the church in Woodbridge. Oh, wow. And, but I thought I had plenty of time because the, the HOV is going north on Sundays uh-huh. that time. However, on that particular Sunday, the HOV was going south because that was when they were doing the major uh, HOV construction stuff. Oh. So 11.30, I'm, I'm trying to navigate 95 traffic to get to, and I'm in a tux, <laughs> to get to Nat Stadium. And I, I promise you, I had maybe three minutes to spare by the time I got down on the field. Wow. And I got on the field, and boom, I sang. And then I went and changed out of my tux and uh, and uh, watch the game. But that was probably the most nerve-wracking, not because of the singing, just because I was scared to death I was not going to make it. If anybody, if any uh, Virginia State police officers are <laughs> or a D.C. police officers, we need to get him like a permanent escort everywhere that he goes so you don't have to deal with the traffic. <laughs> um, uh, I want to. I want. Um, so I did. You know, I was doing some research. Um, you have an album, even titled "Related to Baseball," called "Home Run." Um, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I listened to it. It was really good. You know, some of it. Um, you know, it can be considered a blend between uh, gospel music and patriot. You know, patriot patriotic songs. Um, kind of like take us through the process of like what did inspire you to co- uh, compile all these songs into like one album. Well, it's interesting. I, I, uh, I, uh, I'm on the board of directors of the Central Union Mission. It's, a, uh, it's, it's better known as a homeless shelter, but we do more than homelessness. Uh, we have uh, an incredible amount of programs for, uh, for the homeless, for families, for um, transitional housing for, for, for people. And uh, I wanted to combine uh, my love for the Nats and for what I do there and for my faith, I, uh, I sing in my choir at my church, the Emmanuel Bible Church in Springfield. 
And a friend of mine and, and uh, some other folks got together and we decided we would produce this uh, CD and all the proceeds go to the Central Union Mission. But to put on the, 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 the stadium kind of songs, the, uh, the anthem, the Take Me Out to the Ball Game, God Bless America. <clears throat> I even put the uh, Negro National Anthem uh, on. Uh, combine that with the, the, uh, the gospel things that I sang also. And uh, it, it was a project that we did uh, right. Uh, in fact, it was released on uh, the wild card game day for, uh, that we played right before we, before we had the great run to uh, win the World Series in 2019. And uh, it was just wild. That was, and so we, we passed out some of the CDs that even at that game. So it's, uh, it has now been placed on Spotify and Apple Store, mm-hmm. I think. And so people can go there and listen to it and make a donation to the Central Union Mission, and that would be great. So thanks for asking. No problem. We're going to put a link um, to the, the website where people can purchase it and also um, the Central um, Union Mission uh, website so that um, people can make a donation. And then also one last link, we'll put a link to it on Spotify and Apple. So everybody in Nats Nation is going to be uh, <laughs> listening to the song and hopefully making a, you know, a, a nice donation to uh, so much. combat you're welcome combat homelessness in the in dc um so i've been to a lot of games the nationals games myself um you know i've seen you sing and i've always noticed that your version of the national anthem is more up tempo than most and i kind of want to know why why is that well uh, it's 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 an anthem it's uh it's um uh, i i'm a military guy and i and i'm a band geek and so tempo is important and uh it is what i try to do is make the anthem not so much about me about me the singer about uh, but about trying to bring the 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 crowd in to to focus on what the anthem uh, aspires to be and so i think the tempo is important <clears throat> that's not a criticism of other people and how they sing it. They mm-hmm. sing it the way they yeah. do because they're comfortable doing that. I am comfortable uh, keeping an, a, a tempo that I feel is in keeping with uh, what the anthem should be. Uh, and But, I mean, I have my own style. I mean, I, I've had some people who criticize some of the, uh, the, the slight sort of turns that I make on it, but that's uh, I do what I do, and people are free to uh, to like it or dislike it, or invite or disinvite. So, <laughs> so I try to be respectful of it and do the best that doesn't make it so much a focus on myself. Uh, I, I must say, I love your version of the anthem. I get pumped up um, every single time I hear it at Nats Park and around uh, DC. Um, I'm so excited to go back to the uh, stadium. I'm going on Friday night. Have you been back to the stadium for any games yet? or is are I you... did opening day. I did God Bless America on opening day, and I'm uh-huh. doing the anthem tomorrow night, irrespective of how I sound right now. Uh, I uh, caught a cold last week and have been trying to uh, relieve myself of that. But I, I'm scheduled to sing tomorrow night. Are you? Do you um... – was there a different vibe in Nats Park for opening day, or do you feel like, you know, it was the same? Uh, it was, I mean, it was obviously a different kind of vibe, but uh, it was good to see people. It was, and the protocols that they're, they're doing makes, uh, make, for example, the singers now can't go on the field. I don't think anybody goes on the field except for the umpires and the players and mm-hmm. very, very, very few select people. 
uh, thing from uh, center field uh, concourse where the um, uh, Masson post game, pre game and post game uh-huh. uh, place used to be. It's not there anymore. Uh, and so that's where the, the singers sing from. So that was different. Um, but uh, it was good to be back in the park. I had not been back in the park uh, since last March when I uh, drove down. Uh, in fact, that's the first time I'm back in the city since last March when I drove down to the stadium and recorded uh, uh, God Bless and National Anthem for, uh, for their use all last year. Um, do you, is there um, a difference in the sound um, from singing on the field or singing on the, the concourse? Yes, much difference. Uh, in, on the concourse, there are two speakers right there by your head. Uh-huh. So there's no um, uh, feedback, not feedback. There's no delay. <clears throat> on the field, there's a delay. And depending on, I've gotten used to it in that park. In some parks, it's, uh, it can be uh, really, really bad. I, I, I did, uh, DC, DC United had not opened their new stadium. And their opening day was in uh, Annapolis at the, mm-hmm. the Naval Academy. And I had never done it there. And I don't normally do a uh, sound check uh, anymore uh, I, unless the, the organization requires one. Some, some do. But I did not do a sound check that day at, uh, at the, uh, the Naval Academy. And so when I got down on the field, they handed me a wireless mic, which because in Matt's Park, the mic is wired. Mm-hmm. And they had me in the wireless mic, and I started singing, and there was almost a full second delay. And oh, that wow. is absolutely, uh, that's, uh, that's very difficult. Because one of the things they, they warn you uh, when you get on, uh, uh, when I went to, to uh, FedEx for the very first time, they said, you have to be careful not to listen to the delay because you'll start singing with yourself. And you start singing with yourself, you slow down and slow down and slow down and slow down. And so I had to fight with everything I could not to start singing with myself because of the delay at, uh, at uh, Annapolis. But uh, and that, that taught me that no new, no new venue will, not, will go without a sound check. <laughs> <laughs> did you like wear, did you wear, you didn't wear like a lot of sometimes. No. Okay. Uh, the the interior mic my monitors, no, I don't, don't do that. Um, talking about singing the anthem, uh, and then last question, and we're going to go on to little Nat stuff. Um, what's the hardest part about singing the anthem? Yeah, I, I was thinking, somebody asked me that uh, a few years ago, and I was trying to think, uh, what is it that, that makes it so difficult? It, it's, a, it's a huge range. Uh, but that is not the difficult part for me. The difficult part for me is the rhyme scheme, rhyming scheme of the, of, the, of the poetry. Because it's not line line rhyme rhyme it's line 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 rhyme so the rhyming scheme is mm-hmm. is is alternating in a way at the very beginning and you can you can lose yourself in the words if you're not really focused i remember uh, for years i would face the fans at at matt's park and about three years ago or maybe four years ago they decided to turn me around and have me facing center field. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, for years, I mean, I'm singing, and, I, and I'm, so I turn around, and I, I'm finally facing the, the jumbotron, and then, it, then I see 
that they have the words there. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that that's like a little cheat sheet there. <laughs> well, I thought, but for years I thought, man, people have been checking me out to make sure that I'm singing the right words. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever slept up before? Uh, not at uh, only once, and that was at a friend's retirement ceremony. And I felt horrible. I sang the wrong words uh, uh, on the the second line of the anthem. Uh, and I and I knew it right away, but there was nothing I could do about it. Um, However, a, a friend walked up to me and and, and and made sure that I understood that I sang the wrong words. So, <laughs> that so was, for- that's always my biggest fear, hmm. uh, especially the very first time I sang at FedEx. I was a nervous wreck all week, going through the words constantly over and over in my head. And every time I would mess up, I would always say, that's your ESPN moment because ESPN is not going to put you on unless you mess up. So, uh, but I've never, I've, I've never uh, messed up on a at a at a an event like one of the the, the games. Um, yeah. So you. So then, I'm glad that the Nats now have that that little cheat sheet for you, just in case. Um, well, I can't see it anymore. I don't. I don't see the words out in the field. I don't pay any attention. So I that's know. true. Um, I want to start by, um, like, now we can talk about Nats baseball and stuff like that. I want to start um, asking you. Well, like, I may disappoint you here, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. This is fine. Um, you know, take us behind the curtain a little bit. How did you become the go-to person to sing uh, for the Nationals? Well, and I, I think I'm, I'm just going to speculate here. Uh, in the early days, the Nats were, were not as good as they are now. And so – not a lot of people going to games, and I assume they were uh, any anybody who was willing to not willing anybody who was, but I, I tend to be available. Uh, I tend to not. Uh, uh, they tend to like my tempo and all of that, and so over the years, I've I've built a relationship and built a a level of reliability. I guess would be a good word, and I think that's what makes. I don't know if I'm the go-to person, but makes me. Uh, somebody they know that they can trust to come and do. Uh, the platform is their platform, not my platform. And I always remember that wherever I go, whatever I do, that uh, I'm there because I've been invited. I'm invited to someone's home, and I try to respect that. And I think uh, I, I exhibit that with, with the folks at Matt's Park and with other places I've sung. And I think that's why they come back to me, because that's uh, – uh, you never know what uh, – when you give somebody a microphone – the first time or that's it i mean you're you're stuck with what they do and so i think that's that's part of it um talking about big moments um and at nats park um what was like to sing on national tv during the world's right before the world series you had to get nervous then or were you like okay i'm a pro at this i know the words I don't, I don't need anything. Like I'm ready to go. Like, honestly, like if I was singing in front of national, like national TV on Fox, like I would be beyond nervous. Well, see, I never thought about it as singing on TV on Fox in front of all those people. I never, I, I erased that from my mind. I was more nervous as a Nats fan and more excited as a Nats fan that we were in the world series. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that was, that 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 captured my emotions more than being nervous and but and also i was there was a sense of pride of standing on what i feel is my home 
feel. I mean, I've been, the only mm -hmm. thing that was different uh, was uh, they moved me out in front of home plate, which is where I, I don't ever stand. And that was the only thing that was, that was, that, that felt, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but just different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but other than that, uh, the number of people in the crowd, the, whether somebody had a camera on me and I was on TV, did not enter, did not enter into my mind all that much. It just, I could not, I wouldn't allow it to because then I would be a nervous wreck. Um, so, I was, I was also there at game three. Um, it was just incredible feeling. What, uh, what were you feeling during the whole 2019 uh, playoff run? Well, it was, uh, <laughs> I was there for the wild card game. And <laughs> I, I wrote this on Twitter. Uh, it was just uh, when Soto hit hit the ball to right field and the uh, fielder missed it. It was it was one of the most surreal moments of collective absolute joy uh, that I will never ever forget. And it was just it it still is hard to articulate. And I told somebody. <clears throat> that joy was replaced with terror because some guy above me recognized me and wanted to throw me down a beer. And I said, I don't drink and I can't catch. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Um, so, do you follow the team very closely or are you kind of like, I, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. I watch almost every game. Um, uh, and so I, but I'm I'm not a sports person. Mm. I'm a, I can tell you I'm a band geek. I'm not really even a baseball person. I love the Nats. I love the organization. I love the people there. I know the 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 guards, the the, the security guards, the ushers, the 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 on field entertainment people. Mm -hmm. I don't know many of the players. I see the players. I if the player walks up to me and talks to me, I'll talk to them. I tend not to engage with the players. Because, again, I'm there at their invitation. Uh, I remember the first game I did with uh, that the Yankees came to town. And my son, my youngest son, was a baseball player in high school. And uh, he was just going all over the place getting people's autographs. So I was like, son, be careful. Because that's not something I do. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I love the Nats. And the 2019 season was uh, – was a ride was an incredible ride and uh last year when we had such a, a tough time of of, uh, of getting through the the pandemic and trying to figure out where we're going to play or not mm -hmm. uh the one thing i always tell people we will always be the 2019 world series champion uh that was just uh so uh, I do follow them. I follow them pretty closely. Uh, the team is a lot different. The players are, are uh, the, the personnel has changed over. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, and just looking forward to this season. Seeing yeah. How things go. Last night was not a very pleasant night. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't a very pleasant night at all. And well, um, for listeners that are, um, uh, which one call it, are downloading My this podcast. Um, podcast. We're recording this on Wednesday, April 14th. So you're just kind of like a timestamp. We're talking about the game in St. Louis. Um, um, over the years, like what has been like your favorite Washington Nationals team? Like which one you're like, oh man, I really wish this team did it. Well, uh, that's an interesting question. I don't, I don't know that I ever, I don't know that I could 
answer that other than the 2019 thing. I was I was a big uh, fan of. Uh, I, I wish Adam LaRoche still was still here for 2019. Um, I was um, uh, I was a huge uh, Anthony Rendon fan. I uh, I, I he uh, he uh, I would on my Twitter feed. I was always I would always call myself Anthony Rendon's best friend. Uh, he never thought of himself as my best friend, but I was <laughs> best friend. Trey Turner uh, might have had an issue with that. <laughs> well, there was. I think it was when I can't remember. Trey became friends with I don't know. It was Harper or somebody on the team that sort of gave the sense that he was he was moving his allegiance away from from Rendon. That's when I started. The, <laughs> I'm Anthony Rendon's best friend. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I I. I I, I don't know that I can really answer that question uh, that that I think of in terms of teams as opposed to individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I was glad the 2019, 2019 team did what it did. So Yeah, that was incredible. Okay, so what I do on uh, in the clubhouse, um, I have a lightning round questions, <laughs> and these are six questions, really easy, related to baseball, and... W- I would love your answers on the uh, the first thing that pops in your head. Are you ready? All right. So this is a Rorschach, Rorschach kind of test. I don't have to really know facts or anything. No, 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 no. Of course not. Yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is more like culture stuff like that. Don't. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Favorite baseball movie. Damn Yankees. Favorite baseball team growing up? St. Louis Cardinals. Favorite baseball stadium? Matt's Park. Wrigley or Fenway? Wrigley. Why? Uh, National League. (laughs) Okay, good stuff. Favorite baseball player growing up? Willie Mays. Favorite current baseball player to watch? Uh, Juan Soto. All right, you did it. You passed the (laughs) test. Awesome, great, thank you. Um, DC, it was such a pleasure. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, Hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast soon or in in an upcoming episode. And uh, go Nats, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Thanks so much. I appreciate the invitation and thanks again for mentioning Home Run and uh, go out and buy the CD and support the Central Union Mission. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. This will do it for this episode of In the Clubhouse. If you like this episode, please make sure to like, review, and rate this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can follow us on all the major social media channels at The Nats Report. Last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rockets wrangling, the bombs bursting in gave proof through the night. That our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that 
that star-spangled banner.